Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Dean Pelton, did Greendale Community College give a degree to a dog? I seem to recall... No. No way. There's absolutely no way. Not that dog. That dog? You remember the dog. Was it enrolled in classes? Mm. How are these hard questions? Wop bop loo bop wop bam boom. It's the 100th episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. A whole century, Zach. (laughs) Can you? That's nuts. We've done this 100 times. We've done this 100 times. Wow. That's something. 10 decades worth. Steven, two hours from now ish, we'll have 10 episodes of community left. Holy shit. And this is the 100th, 100th time we've done this. I cannot believe how long we have committed to this bit. Yeah. And that we're here for a, a, a 100th time to talk when about I, a show that I, I still adore. When I say adore. psych about doing this podcast, it's going to really pay off. <laughs> yeah, we're really It's going to be right before the bit. finale. I'm not going to do it. He'll <laughs> <laughs> still never, ever have seen it. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. We've been good vibing this whole time so far that we've been working today. We're here to talk about community. It's You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach, and I have a right to be here. Uh, I'm Steven, 
and it's 3 a.m. in the freaking morning. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. Isn't that how that Eminem <laughs> song dumb, goes? Born in the morning, the morning, the boys, the park car, and the <laughs> lawn yard, and the... And the ugh. I can't Lanyard. do it. That's why he's the goat. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm really excited to be here. Really excited to talk about the 100th episode of Community. We've got to shout out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Who I would rate a perfect... 100 out of 100. Only these ones, though. You get it, Zach? It's the 100th episode. It is so the I'm 100th saying a lot episode. of 100 things. The 100th episode extravaganza. Bam, 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 gonna, bam. It's going to be star-studded, loads of surprises. Don't touch <laughs> that dial. We're going places today. Okay, so let's shout them out. Our $10 and up patrons are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Planeswalker Prez, and Brandon Fulkemer. We're very thankful for all those people to help us bring this show to you every week. And also thankful for them as we're beginning to close the community gap uh, though, as their financial stability will help lead us on to the next chapter of podcasting for us. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of the show if we didn't shout out the one and only Community Daddy, our long-schlonged papa over at Communies on Twitter. We're very thankful for the support that they give us. Uh, it means a lot. I don't think we would be here at episode 100 if it wasn't for the stern shaft of papa. I think long-schlonged papa might be the worst thing yeah. that's ever been said. I mean, come on. He's got BCE. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Big chair. <laughs> Big community's energy. <laughs> Big community's energy, yeah. Uh, you know, the first time Papa stood above me at the beach and the shadow cast was... And you could just see a slight uh, a slight inseam on, on Papa's swim trunks that just gave everything away, left nothing <laughs> to the imagination. And at that young, prepubescent, beachfront age, that set up every expectation you'd have for manhood for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I now get how he could father so many children without ever meeting our mothers. He doesn't need to. I keep wondering when those genes are going to kick in. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for it. You know, I see family resemblance in the two of us all the time. We're we're yeah. spitting images of our mm -hmm. daddy, but yeah. uh, some some aspects, yeah, I must have gotten from mom because it <laughs> is quite an any. <laughs> anyway, what's up, Stephen? Well, what's going on with you? You know, just uh, living la vida loca. <laughs> yeah, how's that? Happy to be here. You know, yeah. um, it's exciting times here in in Chicago. Really? Uh, it's the summertime, so it's in hot. the summertime and the blah, 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 blah. yeah, uh, Princess and the Frog. Once again, Disney what? said we'll give you a black movie, but they have to be an animal. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, that's not what I was singing. Down in New Orleans. You thought I was singing the song from Princess and the Frog? Yeah. There's that, no, it's that super classic 70s song that's like, ch, 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 in the summertime when the weather is out, I've got women on my mind. Ba, 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 uh, they play a similar tune. I, I do, but for some reason I thought that they just like redid it for the Princess and the Frog. I had no idea what you were going with is, when you started talking about it. That's nothing like it. Summertime. 
Steven, even with your permissions as a black man, I feel like what you're doing (laughs) is racist. (laughs) Come on. Is it the piano guy and Tina Fey? Uh, so I set a fire in my home <laughs> since yeah. the last time that I, we talked. I've been waiting to ask more about this. Are, are you okay? No, but okay. I'm as okay how, how as I was severely, before. The burns look pretty severe. So Zach. we cook all the time. We cook all the time. We use our stove and oven all the time. I don't exactly know what the mistake was, what, caught, really? what caused the fire. We, it was, I was broiling, oh. so it was very, very hot. But I do uh-huh. not know exactly what I did wrong what were you because cooking? I've done this many times. Pork bon mi. It was like pork patties mm. uh, for bon mi. Um, yeah, a, a fire started in the oven. Okay, so I had to broil them for like three minutes, then flip them and do another three minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the first three minutes, and it was getting really smoky. And that does happen when we broil sometimes. Sometimes uh-huh. it gets really smoky, and our apartment is really small, so we have to use fans so the smoke alarm doesn't yeah. go off. So it was getting really smoky, but I don't really find a lot of concern at that because it happens a lot. So I took them out for a second, and I thought, well, are they getting burned? And they looked fine, so I put them back in, and they started getting smoky again. But I was like, okay, a minute left. And then it was getting really smoky, and it was like rising through the burners in the stove. And I opened it, and it was on fire. And I was by myself in the apartment, and Uh the cats were here. I've never had to put out a fire before indoors. Mm Uh, it was scary. It was probably a small fire, but I'm thinking like I don't know what to do. And yeah. How, what happens? Do other things catch on fire? The oven's fucking on. Uh, I didn't know what was going. Now, it's do not you have a, an electric or a gas? It's electric, so it's not oh, going to explode. God. Yeah. But you know what I mean. That's super yeah, hot. That's still and there's scary. a fire in there. And so I'm panicking, and I'm in the apartment by myself, and like an idiot, I start going fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling the cats, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I don't know. I I still feel I'm going to be 26 in like six months or whatever. But I still feel in moments of emotional or any type of major distress, I Uh still revert a little bit to a child. Yeah. Where I think when I was panicking, I was expecting I yell fire and someone comes and helps. Mm Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm in my apartment alone. Nobody's coming. <laughs> so nobody to came. Uh, so and then and also your neighbors heard you. They they fire, heard you yell fire. fire. <laughs> they thought you were just really excited. And they're about. not even concerned that yeah. the building might be catching on fire. So I I'm scrambling, and also the smoke alarm's going off, and I'm trying to sure. Get it to not go off because that and adds more stress we have yeah and we have the fan that's off of it but because of how smoky it was that didn't help so i had to find a way to get the fan lifted up higher so i could get the smoke blown away so it was like right on the smoke alarm uh-huh. and there's a fire in the oven and i'm trying to open a window to let some smoke out and I'm trying to put out the fire. I'm trying to locate the sm- the fire uh, extinguisher mm-hmm. that we have in the apartment. And this all happened in the span of like 30, 45 seconds or so. Yeah. Right? So this is all happening. I find the the fire extinguisher. I've never had to use one before, so you have to pull yeah, it in or something. I couldn't figure it out. I shot it, and it's so old. It's like a 10-year-old fire extinguisher, and it smelled stale, and it just got dust and sand everywhere blasted in the kitchen and i inhaled a shit ton of it nice and then it put the fire out and then i thought one of the cats ran out because i let the screen door open and it looked like the screen was cracked open i was scared that one of our cats ran out and like ran away well you did yell fire (laughs) (laughs) no not you guys you guys are fine no 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 no. you're low to the ground you're low to the ground Uh, 
it was exciting. To well, say I'm the glad least. you're okay. That that sounds really stressful. I've never had and something I even, of that magnitude. Go the on. rest of the night, I was like rattled. Yeah, Lily got home and I had to help bring up laundry. And I went outside by myself and I was getting the laundry. And I don't know, like I just was in a different state of mind. It's weird sure. how your body kicks in in certain. Well, situations. I'm sure it was like. 60% adrenaline and 40% you being high off your ass from 10-year-old fire extinguisher fumes. <laughs> yeah, I did sm- I did smoke some of it. <laughs> you just packed it into like a paper and had had a time. How was how was the banh mi? Oh, it was destroyed. <laughs> because all that happened Well, how did the, it taste? In the <laughs> We finished our plates in this home, Zach. All that happened and it wasn't finished. It wasn't burned. <laughs> it was still raw in the middle. Oh shit! Yeah, wow. That's I have. Wow. Yeah. Because like that doesn't even sound like there was an issue with your broiler. Like I think something on that caught fire. I don't know if somehow like an oil yeah. fire started, but I don't. I've cooked. I've well. I, I made this. Exact I recipe, regularly when no one's home, Zach, sneak into your house and just lather your oven with lighter <laughs> fluid. Just waiting. Okay, is there anything you... That's my exciting story for the week. Anything you want to talk about no, before we dive into the No, that takes the cake. I think episode? that's... We can keep... We can roll on from there. That was okay. exciting, Zach. I'm glad well, you're okay. I'm really yeah. glad you're and okay. And really, it was a small potatoes thing. Like, I got the fire pretty fast Because I will not edit this podcast fine. in your stead. I've... Yeah, I, we've had... I don't know if on or off pod. I don't remember a goddamn... Th- we... There are... <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of hours of uh-huh. us talking to each other on the yeah. internet. I do not remember so much of it. Uh-huh. And I edit it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I said I'm not going to edit the pod. Yeah. So what if I like tragically died and we like had just recorded a last podcast and that's our chance for clicks. That's our chance yeah. to really get some clicks. You could just edit that R. last Zach. episode in my memory. Say the end to find out but what no, happened. No one would ever know because you wouldn't even tweet it. <laughs> I would tweet it. You I would. Tweet I my would. Death. This one, I wouldn't edit it, but I'd be like, okay, right now, if you pay forty-five dollars on my OnlyFans, you'll get the unedited clips just before Zach's untimely demise. <laughs> what community GIF would you use when announcing my death on Twitter? Uh. I can excuse racism, but <laughs> you drew the line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about community. We're here to talk about the third episode of season six. It's Basic Crisis Room Decorum, the 100th episode of the show that, my God, even though it only made it to 110 episodes, it is a miracle that it made it to 100 episodes with how much trouble it went through to get to the point. Well, other than the first two seasons, was there any season that they didn't think was going to be the last one at some point during? No. <laughs> That's why. What a way Period. to live. No. I think maybe the season they were most expecting more was like season five. Yeah. And they got canceled. <laughs> they got canceled. So we're talking about Basic Crisis Room Decorum. It was directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Is that a, really? a name that you're familiar with? Yeah. He's an actor and director. He's, He's directed like tons of TV. Charlie Kelly. <laughs> He's written and directed a ton of movies. My favorite being World's Greatest Dad with Robin Williams. Oh, that's uh, a good which movie. Is a phenomenal movie, I think. I didn't and know he directed that. He what the hell? acted in the Police Academy movies. He's directed a ton of TV. I'm not going to read off all his credits, but this is the only episode he directed of Community. Uh, Dan mentioned that they were friends on the commentary. It's really cool that he that he that he did this episode, and it's 
practically a bottle episode, so it's cool to have a director that really knows what he's doing behind it. And the episode was written, uh, this is the first and only writing credit for Monica Padrick. Padrick? That's all I got for you. It's Padrick. P-A-D-R-I-C-K. And the episode originally aired on Yahoo Screen in that great Yahoo Screen in the Sky on March 24th, 2015. Wow. Let's dive into some trivia. I went a little harder this week than I usually have. Not not in terms of difficulty, but by bounty. Wow. How many? Do you have 100? No, I've got seven. The last okay. couple weeks I've done like five. I have seven I've got questions. five, so why don't you lay a couple on me? Okay, how much is Jeff's night cream? $200 an ounce. Good job. Do you want me to give you another one, or do you want to go? You go uh, ahead in case I end up taking some sure. of yours. Uh, what TV station did Annie get an email from? Oh. Oh. Good question. Was it 11? No. 17. <laughs> also, are... no. Another guess? Uh, what is it? <laughs> We're looking for KZBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they're on channel 11 <laughs> i haven't been to colorado i'm sorry uh, okay my next question for you what about brenda is getting better ah that was my second question her thyroid condition do you want me to no, yeah throw go. another one go. at me no go now <laughs> you swine well now i don't wanna um how many dog years did it take ruffles to get his bachelor's degree that would be 28 hell yeah in what year did ruffles allegedly graduate was that 2011? No. No. Dummy. 2008. Damn it. Uh, what does Frankie think Chang thinks she sounds like? Uh, distant explosions. And? I'm not screaming? Mm, you're kind of on the right track. I don't remember anything but distant explosions. Distant explosions and crying babies. Oh, because I love so much that you know he's unstable, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and yep. he gives a super chipper. Yep. Uh, next one for you. Where did the dean file a taco? Oh, in the if I don't file these, they're going straight to my thighs. I'll, it's a little off on the phrasing, but that's not one I'll be a stickler for. I'll give it mm. to you. Things that will otherwise get filed straight to my thighs, which is a better uh, line. Yeah, it is. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Give it to the give it to the show. Not the little guy trying to make his yeah. way through Hollywood. That's me always trying to stomp down on the little guy. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, what does Elroy say is silly and evil? Silly and evil. Lots of things are silly and evil, like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Stop looking at me. Secret I don't guest know. on the Colgate Hour. The silent moment after I say I don't know or you just look at me is <laughs> nightmare fuel. It makes me so disappointed in myself. What's the answer? I don't know. Uh, Candy cigarettes and... Oh, Flavor yeah. of Love. Now, he does not call yeah. Flavor of when Love Flavor, Flavor of Love. Flavor of had a... Yeah. I remember that line, but mm -hmm. it wasn't in the bank. How uh, high bonus trivia, Zach. Who won oh. season one of Flavor of Love? No idea. We're looking Tequila for Tequila. Hoops. <laughs> Hoops was her name. How high did the percentage of dead squirrels raise to under Ruffles' reign of terror? Was it 17%? It absolutely was. Hell yeah. That's a, that whole like one? smear ad is really funny. That's my last one. Two more. Why did Ruffles not technically get a degree? Well, he owed the library $15 for, Great. Uh, yeah. One last question. How many yen in data charges was the young man uh, uh, sending to his father? 40,000? 
Perfect. Great job. Nice. Which equates you to got, about $4,400. You got all of mine, but like one and a half. You did a really good job. Nice. The Way only thing you missed of mine was the, uh, the, like the TV wrong. station and then the Elroy one. But all the other ones you got at least like right or almost all right. Well, why don't we move right along into what we've been sent this week by our fans for the emails. While you're pulling that up, why don't we mention that things are running a little bit differently for the podcast now. We typically used to record the show on a Thursday and then it would come out on Monday. Now we're recording the show on Monday for it to come out the following Monday. So, you know, next week we're taking a break from Community to uh, uh, talk about one of the shows we might be doing after Community, but typically you'd want to be like an extra week ahead of the Community emails, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll fill you guys in more as we go on, but for the time being, you, you should have a week to, to send us in some emails for, for the next episode Look at of us, community, we're giving you a buffer. Which is Queer Studies in Advanced Waxing. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What we got? Are we going to talk about? Are we just going to surprise people with what we're, we're going to surprise week? them? Well, nice. maybe we'll talk more throughout it. I'll go ahead and mention next week we're doing the first in a series of four podcasts that we'll be doing over the course of Community's final season. We're taking a break partially because I want to really stretch out these last Community episodes because we've only got so much time left mm -hmm. to cover the show. So next week we're taking a break from Community's last season to highlight one of the four shows that we might be doing or that we will be doing one of the four shows as our next rewatch podcast starting at the the beginning of next year after we finish this one and you're gonna get your first glimpse into what you might be stuck with us with hey uh, for for the who knows how long so tune in next week for sure <laughs> go ahead okay um our <laughs> first email is from our friend and patron brandon uh brandon says hey guys uh, what a week to become a patron. I get two episodes in the span of three days. Yeah, we, it's all because of me quick. supporting the show. It I know. Is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no more of that, buddy. You get Gotta one. Wait a week. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely one of the funniest season six episodes. There are a ton of great moments from the Brenda paradox, Chang's focus on it and Annie's mounting frustration are hilarious, to the attack ads to Frankie's hope speech. And of course, five cans... Every cast Five member gets cans. to shine. Do it better. Say it like he does. Five cans. That's <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> every cast member gets to shine. Also, Elroy being clueless about the group slash Greendale is really funny since he hasn't actually joined them at the study yes. table yet. My favorite of those is when he comes in and they're like, Brenda's thyroid is getting better. And he thinks they're talking about <laughs> Britta. So he says, you can keep the pants. Keep the pants. Um, the only thing stopping this one from being really great is that Annie's story is the KFC spaceship episode all over again. Annie being so shocked slash angry that Greendale gave it agree to a dog doesn't make much sense at this point. Does that happen? I don't remember that from the KFC episode, do you? I don't remember Annie being against... I don't remember it. I don't remember her plotline for that one. We've already discussed so many hundreds of hours of talking. You yeah. think I remember the episodes of the show we're here to talk about? I, no. <laughs> nothing. Um, especially after all her opening lines from last season that detail how much of a joke the school is. I feel like a dog getting a degree isn't that surprising considering there was a can you fry that class at Greendale. Plus, there isn't much weight to Annie walking out on the group because I don't think any viewer actually thinks she would leave at this point and transfer to City College, no less. I think, I think you've got a lot a of good points, Brandon. Yeah, she is. Because there's the part in this where she's like, a male teacher is physically overpowering a student. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Brandon's got some good points there. One of my biggest issues with the episode, and we'll talk but about it But hadn't they later. all left Greendale already? Yes, but they've been taking classes. We talked about this literally just last week because, uh, or the week before because Annie was in ladders. Oh, that's fair. Because I said the same thing. I was like, are, do all these people work here? Because yeah. someone said something about Abed getting fired. And what I wanted to say, I think Brandon's got some good points, and I'll talk about the Annie stuff a little bit later. Uh, but he, he made me think about how just two weeks ago in the Ladders episode, Annie was very much one of the people on the side of celebrating yeah. and restoring what keeps Greendale weird. And I feel yeah, like this absolutely speakeasy. goes along with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Favorite, I had uh, thought that regardless, I still really enjoy this episode. Definitely the best of the season so far. I'll agree. Um, favorite funny moment. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. <laughs> the entire Dean, Jeff, Takashi yeah. texting bit. It Every gives backstory. moment of it. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> it gives backstory to the Dean's obsession with Jeff and his incredible payoff with the intag. The Dean creating a Yakuza laser with his stupidity is amazing. Uh, honorable mention to Frankie's speech to Annie on hope and Annie being so used to Chang's insanity when Frankie asks if she knows he's unstable. Yep. <laughs> um, trivia. Which two side characters make a quick appearance before being cut that off by Frankie? That would be Dave and Vicky. Uh, Friend uh, of the uh, show. Uh, Dave is holding a box and Vicky is holding a globe. I almost made that a question. Look at me being smart. Heyo. Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you missed it, go check out our awesome interview with Friend of the Show. Darsan uh, Solomon. Darsan Solomon. Really cool guy. Yeah. And he was on Victorious. Yes. Which is, Come I on. think, what we mostly talked about. That is what we mostly talked about. Um, <laughs> like on and off pod. It was a lot of Victorious talk. Yeah. It was fun. I was that was really it. cool. That was really cool. Um, what a cool guy. He was really... Really nice to interview. Really eager to come talk to us. Yeah. Not, and not, maybe eager is the wrong word, but we... He was happy to do it. I DM'd him, and he saw it, like, months later, and yeah. still was like, I'm sorry I didn't see this. Let's talk sometime, which was really cool. Yeah. Still waiting on that reply from... Uh... John Oliver. <laughs> no, I don't know if I reached out to John Oliver. I've reached out to some people. We need to start doing that. Yeah. Anyway. I'll start... I'll send some asshole pics. That'll get us in the door. Uh, what two impersonators did Abed try to get for Greendale's attack ad? Well, the, mm. he was going to go with a James, James Earl Jones. Jones but he was there another James one Spader. other than James Spader? I don't think Cause, so. Because they said was going to get. Yeah, I think that was just a, a f*** up on... Okay. Brandon's really dropping the ball all of a sudden. Yeah. Brandon, for, for being every so time. nice about having signed up to be a patron and being so excited about all the content we're getting, I'm starting to f***ing hate Brandon. <laughs> 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 Brandon has the disservice of usually being the first email that we read, so he gets really? all the all the shit. Yeah, lately, because I I don't really open them in a particular order, but I go in the order that you send them to me. Does he have anything else to say to us? Because I'm about sick of it. Yeah, uh, how much do candy bars Ugh. cost at Greendale? Dollar seventy nine. Yeah, what does Annie say before a buck? Dollar forty nine. Dollar forty nine. So basically I remember what a candy bar 50. cost fifty cents. Uh, That's what's a the funny name moment. Of- Even though I hate the Annie leaving thing when they're like, our friend just left. We're sad. And he's like, oh, you guys were close. Because <laughs> he has no clue. Um, what's the name of Chang's really gross porno? Green- Chang does Greendale. Yeah, but it's he. the way he says it, I feel like it's the first part of a title. Because obviously Debbie Does Dallas is a famous porno. But the way uh-huh. he says it, he's like, Chang does Greendale. I feel like it's called Chang does Greendale a favor. 
that's great. That's my theory. Um, we got all the answers correct. Nice. Well, f*** yeah. off, Brandon. What's next? Uh, episode MVP. Really tough this week. You're still. Uh, this is you're definitely... still. <laughs> I'm about to. I. You can like block and reject patrons on Patreon. <laughs> I'm about to reject and block Brandon. Remember when like we're like, damn MJ with the long emails, and it was like four questions. Yeah. And now uh, it's I'm in the literally the bulk of each week's episode. <laughs> It's great. I like it. I do too. We've built a cool community of people that like to incorporate their thoughts into our show. And I I think it does us a service to to have some other voices giving some thoughts that we don't have on the show on our show every week. It's cool. I can't disagree more. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't read the emails. I just make shit up the whole time. Zach. Yes. I can't read. There was um, never a Brandon. There was never a Brandon. I was MJ all along, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> I did the show. Um, How did you make that work for that Zoom call? <laughs> it was a lot of smoke. You're pulling and a lot of strings. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be on a very serious delay. Yeah. Um, the Dean, Frankie, Elroy, and Chang get the funniest moments, but Annie probably has the most to do and moves the story along. I'll go Annie, even though I don't like her story that much, since she gathers the group together at 3 a.m. and spurs them to change the attack ad, ad at the end of the episode. Gotta tell you, Brandon, that's a, that's the wrong answer. That is the incorrect, Brandon. Uh, looking forward to next week where we get another great Chang episode. Thanks, You're not getting Brandon. shit next week because next week we're talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brandon, goddamn. Good luck next time. All Better right. luck. Good luck, Charlie. Um, next now we I've have got all my negativity out. Who's next? <laughs> Next time we've got uh, what? now uh, now <laughs> right now I'll fix it in post. Just say it clean. Right now, today we've gotten our next email from our dear old young-bodied, old-hearted daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, "Hi guys." I think this episode was the first of season six that made it clear that they were not going to be bound by the traditional episode. It has visual gags, episode-long running weird jokes, and opportunities for Frankies to shine. My MVP is Frankie, and I thank her for never downloading an app about farming. (laughs) That's funny. That's Uh, a better answer than Brandon Papa. I'll give you that one. Have a good one, Communities Matt. Before I read trivia, I recently tried to go on my phone in the App Store and find a game I used to play called Zombie Farm. Doesn't exist. Where it was like Farmville. Yeah, it's not around. I was real upset. I liked that game. Meanwhile, I'll be dead and buried, and Flappy Bird will still be on my (laughs) phone. Just kidding. I think I lost it a few phones ago. But I had it for years and years. I well, because I was like, I have to keep it. It's gone now. It's yeah. I think Ruin when the it first life. got taken down, that's so stupid. <laughs> I that's so dumb. Yeah. He he made a game and it became the most popular thing in the world and he said, "I'm scared" and took it down. <laughs> Come on. Just fucking, I don't know, cover your phone screen with your millions of dollars. <laughs> All he had to do was like wait a second, get a company to buy it and then we would have been watching the Flappy Bird movie too. Exactly. Stupid. He said, said, I don't like all the notifications. (laughs) Shut the f*** up. Uh, What a dumbass. Uh, Our (laughs) trivia from our dad. What's the the call letters of the TV station? Do you remember them? No. (laughs) Not at all. W? It's like KZBC, I think. I said Um, W. (laughs) Uh, What folder is the taco in? 
Things that would otherwise be filed straight to my thighs. That's kind of a erotic folder. I like it. Yeah. Uh, just put a lot of in time in that folder. <laughs> what voice did Abed want for the voiceover? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Do you like James Earl Jones? Yeah, but I don't think that's what you just did. That was a good, like, deep kind of voice, but I don't think it was James Earl Jones. Simba. Have you watched Obi-Wan? No. I haven't watched it either. I was going to ask you how the Vader portrayal is, because I don't think James Earl Jones had anything to do with it. No. It's uh, it's Hayden Christensen again. Is he still alive? Hayden, <laughs> Hayden Christensen? Christensen? Yeah. So. He didn't kill himself after Star Wars, like no. everyone told him to. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think the little kid that was Lion from Indiana King. that played the little kid Anakin, Another I think he's like I've a never seen. drug addict or something. Never seen The Lion King. Any of them? I've seen the Broadway play. Uh, you get it. Oh yeah, Lion I absolutely really get good. it. I've seen the I think that's another I didn't watch it when I was a kid and I know like every beat and every song. I've just never sat down and watched it. I've yeah. seen The Lion King 1 and a half. I quite enjoyed it. I like 1 and a half. Yeah. I even like Lion King 2. I haven't seen 2. Mm, it's okay. Not not as good. Not what as about as the one, one with Troy Barnes and uh the girl from Destiny's Child? Uh, I can't watch it cuz every time I watch the trailer it kind of creep me out. It's a little too realistic. They just yeah. look like a bunch of lions. Realistic singing. but not yeah, it's a, it's in a weird zone that was too much for it's me. It's in like that Polar Express Uncanny Valley kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we've got our good friend, Artie. 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 I, I like, like Artie. Artie. I don't have any I negativity do too. for I got Artie. no qualms. She's always with... teaching us stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like Artie. Uh, hi, Steven and Zach. I hope I send this email in time. Completely forgot that you guys are going to start recording on Mondays. Also, I am so sleep deprived, so apologies in advance if my email is hot garbage today. Um, I think it was Zach who asked if I referred to myself as British or English. It wasn't, Artie. It was me. No, I like to think that's the type of of witty, thoughtful, and, and inquisitive <laughs> thought that would come from me. I'm going to give Artie that one. Uh, in UK, when someone re- in UK, you mean in the UK, Artie? Artie's never been British. <laughs> Artie's been just some girl on the internet, and she's been pretending to be British this Who whole time. Who are you, Buster Blue, talking about-, about being in army? Uh, in UK, when Who someone refers to themselves the as English rather than British, what they're usually implying is that they're a pure white person plus the other nationalities. Wow. The Scots, the Welsh, and the Irish despise the is English collectively. Is she telling collectively. us that everyone in the UK is white? So those of us who are ethnic minorities living in England, oh, we refer to ourselves go. as British. Wow. that Artie, thank you. That makes a Whereas, lot of sense. So she's saying that other people would say, I'm white British? No, she's she, saying that if someone calls themselves, call themselves English, English, then they're saying I am like purebred Sa- Anglo-Saxon racist King George's sister f- yeah, baby inbred. Yeah. Whereas anyone else who's in the United you, Kingdom, such yeah. as the Scots, the Welsh, which by the way, if the you like. want to learn Welsh history, uh, read Vinland Saga. It's an awesome Viking. Manga, there's an anime too, but uh, about like the English and Welsh and Stephen, you are not going to convince me to learn the history of something by picking up a manga. <laughs> I, I love the Welsh. I love the work they do with corgis. They're like Welsh is such a like batshit crazy language. They have yeah. that like town with like eighty letters in the name. Yeah, there's like yeah. that video of a of a weatherman like nailing it. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Northern UK. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, thank you, Artie. Artie always educating us. I I like that we can ask these questions, and Artie's like, you know what? Let me tell you, you stupid American. Brandon could never. (laughs) Yeah, Brandon, what do you know? Although I'm really happy for Artie, Brandon, and communities because this is our first time recording on a different day. Yeah, and and they they all got it in. Found us to it. Yeah. Our own significant others that live in the homes we live in did not send shit. Lily watched the episode with me two out of the three times. Danny watched it with me this morning. Danny's in the other room Danny's at my here apartment right now, and yeah, <laughs> she and she didn't send in shit. Fire! 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephen asked about what nasty-looking British food is tasty. Yeah, she. she You've got it so this. back. Does she know which one of us is which? <laughs> no, but I like it. Uh, oh, I will admit funny. that some of the UK's traditional foods look and sound incredibly disgusting and refuse to try stuff like jellied eels and haggis, oh. but those aren't the foods that I, Americans I online like seem to be repulsed by. Yeah. It's stuff like baked haggis. beans, fish fingers, and chip buddies. Foods that are pretty b- benign and actually taste pretty good if cooked chip well. Chip buddies? What are chip butties? I know that chip butties. Is that like tater That's pots? like the ends of fries? That sounds. I love that. Okay. Let's say fish fingers. Those are. Have a we eat fish sticks here. Yeah. I like that. And no, but beans. in the UK they have inbred fish that have fingers. <laughs> They're very humanoid. They cut them right off and fry <laughs> oh them. Oh my up. god. Um, baked beans are are really versatile and can served as part of a low maintenance meal. I love baked beans. I would love like a nice, authentic, like thick, juicy British sausage. Maybe yeah. even like a fucking blood sauce. Well, they like eat a, they one. eat a lot of uh, curry in excuse me in the UK too, I and think. like some mushy peas. Mm, yeah, I'll mush your peas. Some bangers uh, and fish mash. fingers are the seafood equivalents of chicken nuggets. I like it. A chip buddy is a sin. Oh, we we should just kept reading instead yeah. of guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a chip That's buddy. That's why is the emails take so long. It's not because of them. <laughs> no, a chip buddy is essentially chips that cut fries in a bread bun. That's deep fried carbs and then baked carbs. That sounds f-ing incredible. And no, that description I'm not in, in itself I'm not sounds incredibly that. American. I'm not into that though. You don't it, like carbs? I do, but I think fry and biscuit would be too hat on a hat. I think it would need something else of substance inside of it. Yeah, f- like that. something. Send it to me, Artie. Savory. I'll eat all that shit up. Um, our national food can look very beige and sad, so I don't fully blame Americans side-eyeing us sometimes, but I do think that it wouldn't hurt to tone down the xenophobia and focus on other issues closer to home. Yeah, Americans, quit shitting on their food. Yeah. Yeah. America. Um, yeah, I, I feel like British food gets a pretty bad rep in America. Like, I always hear bad things about it. Um, when, like, maybe we would have been better if they kept taking care of us. (laughs) <laughs> maybe we meanwhile have we have like chicken better. nuggets that make our six-year-olds have fucking mustaches yeah. but we're <laughs> but your food doesn't have colors a, a school shooting every two weeks but... <laughs> yeah but our mcdonald's is better but so. our ruler's a dude <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was watching somebody feed phil which is like a mm-hmm. the creator of, yeah um he like Everybody for some reason Raymond, got to talk right? to the yeah he got to talk to the prime minister of Finland. It's a thirty five year old woman with a like a young child, and I was like, wow, that's why America sucks ass. We would never yeah. have a thirty five year old woman Period. do anything really. That's yeah. well past their prime to be yeah. any, of any value. 
Yeah, we're 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 a bit behind on the eight ball. Um. Anyways, on to basic crisis room decorum. In my opinion, this is the best of the first three episodes of the season. And right off the bat, I'd put all main characters as joint MVP. This is a drug-free show, Artie. Uh, MVP because this really showcased what a great ensemble this cast is. That being said, I feel like if they had written Chang out of the episode, it would feel largely unchanged. He yeah, really but he utilized. gets some yeah. funny moments. Yeah, Artie, come on, come on, Artie. Uh, he wasn't really utilized Who well are in this you? episode. I'm the plumber. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Is this pornography? You're the only person in it. Um... <laughs> The whole Japanese student catfishing as Jeff to the Dean bit was hilarious. From, bro, I just secret that way with love, to the Dean handling handing Jeff oh five God. cans of olives. I and love I, hearing Joel McHale narrate the broken English texts. It's so it's funny. so funny. And so, like, said without any emotion. <laughs> That's Please my sign. bring me five can of olive. If I say I don't want, I, I do. It's just part of I'm my I'm just love. sneaky with love. <laughs> Uh, to the and I also wow. like the way the study room was turned into a crisis room with several whiteboards, maps, boxes of paperwork, and clocks set to different time zones in order to handle a beef between two local community colleges. You know, I really think that it was reminiscent of the first episode of uh, season five. Is that mm-hmm. when the study room hasn't been used because everybody left Greendale mm-hmm. and everyone's since all, it's yeah. like at night and it's kind of yeah, I yeah, can see it has that the same a vibe. Bit. Sure. Um, other things I found funny in this episode include uh, the fact that Frankie rests half her brain at a time when she sleeps. I like only rest does. half my brain at that time. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a dolphin does, in case I didn't know. I didn't know that. I'm not a big yeah. fan of dolphins. Yeah, they've got to keep one side awake so they can be ready to rape at any yeah, time. Yeah, dolphins are, are not They good rape people. humans. They sexually assault humans. They will hump whatever comes in their path, Zach. Yeah. And they know that they're doing it. And we're scared of sharks. At least they have the decency to put you out of your misery. Yeah. They don't hump till you're dead. Would you uh, rather be eaten and killed by a shark or f***ed by a dolphin? Eaten and killed by a shark. There's no way. I don't know. Do you know? How are you going to look your children in the face when you got f***ed by a dolphin? You had a dolphin dick in and around you. I'm not... I'm having trouble finding the problem with what you're saying. <laughs> they died at school. My hero is is the dolphin <laughs> that assaulted my dad because that's what a real man. Yeah. Yeah. Spits uh, in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Lily leaves me. <laughs> for a dolphin. Uh, <laughs> Lily <laughs> leaves me for a dolphin. For the same dolphin. <laughs> the dolphin that f***ed me and was like, nah, I'm good. But what about that? Jesus. Oh, boy. Uh, Remember when we used to be timid about saying stuff like that? Yeah. I've really been letting the f**ks fly today since Bebop. They've been just been losing out of me. So it's a Monday. I'm fresh full of f**ks. Fresh Uh, full of f**ks on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, Vicky and Dave's small appearance. Hey, for the first time in the recording history of the show. Sorry. We're never going to get through this email. Sorry. Artie... (laughs) Artie, you shouldn't have spent so much time talking about potatoes. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the first time we've recorded this show when it truly is Monday. Yeah. And it comes out on Monday. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, Vicky and Dave's small yeah, so... appearance being interrupted by Frankie. <laughs> that was all a bit. That's called mm-hmm. art. 
everyone. Yeah. Um, Elroy's reaction to hearing that Frankie doesn't own a TV. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole show. I started, I like had to pause it. I laughed so really? hard. Yeah. I have a funny tidbit about that from the commentary. We'll, uh, when we get to that point Ooh, in the episode, we'll bring it up. Yeah. Um, small thing, but taste. I wish they would have brought back the original City College Dean actor to be the narrator for the hit ad against Greendale. He would have done sure. such a great job. That would have been really funny. Yeah. It would have been really funny. It would. Uh, I, agree. I miss the sexual tension between he and the dean. Mm-hmm. It was pretty hot. Uh, it was pretty hot. Um, what breed was Ruffles? Uh, not a Staffordshire Terrier. I don't know. But a different kind of Terrier was the real one. Um, Ruffles have ridges. Heyo. What is the tagline for Virtue Good? We see it when Elroy and Britta are bonding. We're not over good. Natalie's we're reason. Virtue Good. Or like nice. we're better than good. We're Virtue Good. Something Vir- like that. Vi- visual new. View go. View go. Where was the taco found? In We've a file. We've said it a bunch of times. But yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to answer it again. Come on, Artie. Come on. File fies. Uh, how many puppies with move. how many fathers did Abed's attack ad claim Ruffles had? It was like, like 20. 12 with five or something? I thought Maybe it was like 20, more like 20 something. Yeah. With five fathers. Maybe it was like okay. 17. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rest on seventeen. All right, meet in the never middle. hit on a soft sixteen. Uh, this episode feels Jesus. both ridiculous and grounded at the same time. Which no, not like sex hit like uh twenty one. I thought you like meant Blackjack. never hit on a soft sixteen year old. <laughs> no, but once they're firmly sixteen, <laughs> no, things no, start like, to loosen uh, up in a Blackjack, little bit. You don't hit on a. Soft you don't 16. hit on a sixteen year old when you're playing blackjack. No, but after after you don't want to be distracted. Game. Um, this episode feels both ridiculous and grounded at the same time, which gives me season one vibes, even though tonally and visually it doesn't look like season one at all. Anyways, can't wait to hear your thoughts already. Here are the answers. Uh, Ruffles is a border terrier. Okay. Uh, it's not good. It's virtue good. There you um, go. In a filing cabinet under things that would otherwise get filed straight to my thighs. And Zach, uh, I should have stuck with my gut. It was 27 puppies with five fathers. Wow. I'm going to give you, that to You us. didn't say 27, though. I think I said 28. No, you said twenty. I said twenty something, and I think I said twenty-eight. You, you may Ru- have hey, said twenty something. You Alan, did not Alan, say twenty-eight. Alan, can you run back the tape, please? Alan, you listen to me. Alan, he does not control you. Alan, 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 Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan. Alan's not our intern. Alan. Alan's the dog that's outside, and we're trying yeah. to get him. Yeah. Um, that's all our trivia for this that's week. That's one of my favorite things uh, we've ever done is us yelling Alan in unison, <laughs> trying to compete for the attention of the fictional <laughs> Alan. key grip of our show. Yeah. That's the emails. That's the emails. I'm having a good time today. I'm, you know what? <laughs> what? I'm clinched. I'm yeah. loose. Well, no, you, you, you gotta be one or the other. Mm, that's what you'd think. I didn't say what was clinching. Let's move on to our next segment. It's time to find out, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody, it's one of my favorite times of the week. Let's find out what he's going to muster up this time. It's time to find out, did Steven watch the episode episode this week? This week. That was a callback, Zach. (laughs) What? To a different (laughs) podcast? Yeah. You just sounded like you were about to lead the main character of a Disney film <laughs> to their destiny. Come with me, I'll show you the world beyond what your eyes have seen before. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's time Pulls to find out did Steven watch the episode yeah. this week. How are you feeling? I don't really know. It's kind of it's it's a bit of a bottle episode, which mm-hmm. usually makes it a little easier. But but I sometimes I get it. lost. It's in the weeds. certainly not as as uh, uh, stuffed as something like cooperative calligraphy or polygraphy. I feel sure. like there's a pretty easy story to tell. Let me you get know, your clock up. As I'm always. gonna unleash my inner ruffle. I'm gonna have some babies, buy some dogs, and we're gonna see how this goes. At least five. At least five. Uh, I'm gonna put 20 seconds on the hourglass, as I often do. Are you ready? You know what I was thinking about recently, Zach? Huh. What were you? You have a much about? easier job when you do this than I do. Why do you say that? Because you do it like literally directly after watching it. Yes. And I do it like three podcasts after watching i would argue that there are other things that bring it closer to scale because i'm not as familiar with cowboy bebop zach and you've seen the cowboy bebop episodes as many times as i've seen the season six episodes that's fair but i still feel like an episode of sitcom television even as dense as community can be is a pretty easy a b c story these guys do this where like there's a whole like espionage to track shut up steven i work just <laughs> you want to get you want to have this argument you want to talk about who works harder around these parts every day zach churns and churns and churns his water wheel to power <laughs> my Wi-Fi all the way here in Chicago. You know what? For that, you've got 18 seconds on the clock this week. There's 20 I gave seconds you like on the 30 clock. today. There's no seconds on any clock. It's a stopwatch. Three, two, one, go. Crisis alert. It's 3 a.m. and Annie got an email because they're going to run a smear campaign on the school for giving a dog a degree. So they she brings everyone down there. The dean's getting catfished by some Japanese teens. Um, they wanted to give Jeff olives because it's funny. Uh, Frankie's like, guys, don't worry. Let's just not have hope. Let's find out because they gave a degree to a dog. But they didn't because there was library fee. So they Stop. actually run an ad. You got really close. I did. You got really close. I fumbled it. I, I, a little details, I would have liked for you to have said that the, the kids that were catfishing the Dean, that they were impersonating Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have liked you have gotten to the ending. But mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I mean, you know what? I think I'm going to say that that is an A- minus relative to Greendale. Thank you. I'll take that relative to Greendale. Good job. What's Thank next? You, Let's buddy. talk about some favorite funny moments. But you want you want just rapid fire machine gun? Yeah, because I've and got forth? a I've got a little bit of a list. Yeah, um, I am Jeffrey, best friend of Dean. Uh, the Dean and Chang getting excited over the concept of cookie room. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Chang's I have a right to be here. That was really funny. The Dean does something like this twice in the episode. I've got them both on the list. The first is, did we give a degree to a dog? And he just is silent. <laughs> yeah that his whole like mm-hmm. demeanor this whole episode is yep. pretty flawless. so good your turn um the i a lot of these are just things from the like the texting catching yeah, it's thing hard but, not to write everything down. but five can of olives five cans five cans uh <laughs> jeff wants me to make an attack ad so why is he a pedophile yeah that was good ah uh, he'll um, workshop it that was funny <laughs> Uh, when Frankie said, I don't own a TV and Elroy like glared at her and just for just the right amount of time, that something was well that done. only the, the, 
community season six could do because it's yeah. just the right amount of time, but it's still significantly longer than they would have been able to do. Well, on and I'll say show. this episode's shorter than last mm-hmm. week's, and it feels like a perfect amount. It's still about three minutes longer than a network mm-hmm. episode would have been allowed to run. Uh, but you could trim the fat a little bit, and this would have been, uh, you know, Communities talks about this being a sh- an episode that really shows that it's going to be a different kind of show, a different kind of format this year. But yeah. I feel like this feels pretty classic community, even with those things being different. Like, I feels, feel like you could put this episode in season five and it would feels like a really, well. I like this better than the school-based episodes in season five. Yeah. Uh, like the non-event episode, school-based episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's really good. And I think it's pretty quick and fast the way that these episodes need to be. Uh, yeah. Next thing I wrote down, again, the Dean, uh, uh, when they say something and they need him to to reassure them and he makes a really awkward face and thumbs up and like turns yeah. to the side. The, the, <laughs> those moments make me laugh so hard. Jim Rash, his physical comedy. Jim Rash is just off the charts funny mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, I think when the, uh, w- maybe, and this is, this is a, a high praise statement. Maybe my hardest Dean laugh this whole episode is when Ruffles barks oh, in Jesus. the ad, and it scares <laughs> him so bad. It was so real he re- and yeah. so funny. And so real to the point that they did a great job getting the dog to actually bark, Yeah, and, and Jim Rash did a great job of looking genuinely startled <laughs> by it. It was so funny. Uh, next thing, I just wrote down everything olives. Obviously, that whole plot yeah. line, but once the olives are inter- introduced to the, to the scenario, things really go off. Yeah, I, uh, contrary to what Artie believes, I thought that Chang was really funny this whole episode, too. I I loved Chang's, like, little non-sequiturs. I also like, damn it, I didn't write it down, but there was one of the Brita jokes that I did like. Not my favorite Brita episode, but, yeah. If I was gonna cut something out to make this episode able to air on... NBC. British shitting her pants. I nope. I know nope. I know exactly what I'd cut out, and it'd be the whole music video sequence. Yeah, not really. I I don't. It's kind of cool, funny. but it doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with anything. If it was gonna be a musical episode, and they broke into that, I love Gilly. It, it's just like we t- we have talked about. Community season six has time to do gags that they just come up with, mm-hmm. and sometimes it works really well, like the extended shot of Elroy staring at Frankie. But other times, it's kind of like, would I be missing anything if the episode yeah. took that out? Uh, I also wrote down. I love Frankie's whole. Well, uh, Jeff thinks I sound like Abed. I bet Britta thinks I sound like Chang, and mm-hmm. I think Chang thinks I sound like Distant Explosions. You know, he's unstable, right? Yep. Yep. Love yeah, it. that was funny. I still got two more. Yeah, hit hit, hit, me, hit me with them. I still got uh, the James Spader impression. He did a good job. I do wish he'd leave, though. <laughs> yeah, that was good. just waving to him. And then, who are you? I'm the plumber. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Those are mine. I'll show you why. Steven... We've talked about this episode once before on Advanced Community Studies mm-hmm. with Kevin Lanigan. Uh, really fo- I've been really fond of this episode from the first time I saw it. Yeah. Uh, this time around so far with season six, I really like the premiere. Uh, I-, I think I'm pretty – I'm closer to neck and neck with the premiere and this one on which I like better for the season because I think the season premiere does a really great job. But this is an episode that – Easily, someone who is like the last couple of seasons of Community don't have anything going for them. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, this is the last season of Community when they were on f-ing Yahoo, and here's yeah. a great Community episode. Yeah, I think this one's really funny. I think I might like it a little bit better than Ladders, but not by much. You see what um, I mean? I, Ladders has risen up for me. I think that's a really solid episode. Yeah. 
There's some really funny bits in there. Um, I I like this episode a lot. There are a couple yeah. things that I don't love, um, but almost everything works but for aren't me. And they I think kind the plot's of hilarious. Nitpicky in the way that our golden age of community problems were. Yeah. In this I mean, episode, now I think, think there are a few more. Like this episode doesn't crack my top ten or top I fifteen agree. by any means. I agree. I think the problems are a little bigger than the ones that are in those episodes. But I think that I like it as much as I... Like, I enjoy watching this as much as I enjoy watching most episodes of the show. This goes along with episodes like the... I've brought up this episode a lot as one of my, like, unsung favorites is the Drug Awareness Play episode. Yeah. It's not one of the, like, showstopper community episodes, but it is one of my favorite episodes to just hang out with these characters Mm -hmm. without anything huge necessarily needing to go on. And especially it's one of my favorite episodes hanging out with this group of characters in season six. Uh, I think a couple of things that I'll say superlatively about this show, the Dean, the Dean subplot in this episode is my favorite Dean plot of the entire series. It's great. It beats out Kiss from a Rose for me. It beats out so many great uh, 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 Dean moments because I have this fan. This is my headcanon. I feel like when Jeff enrolled for Greendale, he wrote down a random collection of numbers as a fake phone number mm-hmm. because he thought that he he didn't want to be called. Yeah. And I feel like this catfishing thing has been going on since season one, episode one, explaining <laughs> why the Dean is so lofty and flirty and touchy on Jeff. Yeah. Because in his mind, he's getting all kinds of green flags from Jeff on the phone. I feel like this subplot is genius because it contextualizes the whole relationship between it's these great. two characters in a different way. I love it so much. And the Dean is so funny. They make such great use of the... Well, let's just dive into it because let's it, do it. it does it right away. The episode, I think, in the, both the beginning of the episode with Annie and Frankie and then the Dean and the, the way that they visualize texting conversations is stellar, I think. Yeah, I like it a lot in this episode. Versus when it was like Annie's face and ladders. I think yeah. this is so true because shows are always trying to like, this is how people communicate now. And a yeah. lot of times when TV shows do like texting shangs, it's fake. I've got to call out the helmet that Frankie was wearing on her head while Yo, she was asleep. It, was, it looked like a VR helmet. Yeah. Or a bike helmet. Worlds uh, thing worlds. I just feel like this feels really true to what texting someone is like. Yeah. Do you agree? I think this is a really good way to do this. I do too. Uh, the, like, Everything from the monotone way that they read off their own text messages, I think that's really funny. Yeah. I like it. I I mean, other shows have done this, but I think this does it well. And it's less cartoony than a lot of the shows do uh, it. That's what I'm saying. I think when yeah. other shows do this, it feels fakey. This feels a lot more real and is still super funny. Mm-hmm. The, the Dean's whole thing, or everyone's thing, if the Dean can handle notifying the others or not. And I love the way that it visualizes Annie and the Dean, and then they bring in the fake Jeff number, and Annie's like, what's that number? And then it splits again, and you see Annie, Dean, <laughs> and the kids pretending to be Jeff. And then you see Dean and the kids pretending to be Jeff again. You see them yeah. twice on the same screen it's so to, funny. To, to show you the different conversations that are happening. I think it's really, really well put together and, and planned by the, by the team at Community. I think they did a really great job with this sequence. Yeah, I think it's really smart. Yes, Dean, this is me, Jeffrey. You are best friend. One of my favorite moments in this is when, before that moment, when Annie's like, that is not Jeff's number. And the Dean's are like, oh my God, 
I'm so stupid. He's like, Jeff, I didn't know that you didn't want Annie to have your number. <laughs> Bro, I just secret that way with love. You know my style, semicolon, semicolon. And I love the way that they yeah. uh, vocalize emojis, the way that they say meow, meow. And then you can even hear the Asian school kids being like, meow, meow, meow. like making fun it's of it so to themselves. Cute. Or when the dean is like, you're always so nice in person, but but in – in, in in real life, snowman is just brr. brr. I think that's so funny. <laughs> Gosh, I love the subplot. I love Jim it's Rash. So good. He just shines. I'm so glad that as the show loses some people, there's so much more room for Jim Rash to prove that he's the funniest fucking person on this cast full of hilarious people. Yeah, he's great. Shines through. I do like the vibe of how this whole episode takes place uh, early in the morning it changes the vibe. Everybody, I don't know. Nobody wants to be there. I don't really know how yeah. to voice it out. Uh, but I, I like the vibe of this episode and how they really commit to the time of day that it is, that they're kind of like be working against the clock, against this thing. I think it works really well. I do too. And I, I like that it wasn't, I don't know. I think it does add to it that it's taking place. Cause then, you know, no one else is at the school. Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit more like, which, Say, I'm sure this episode saved a ton of money after the first two episodes had some more elaborate settings, some outdoor yeah. scenes, a lot of extras in that first episode, uh, all the animation in the second episode. This is a great way for community to do what it's best at while also like saving a few bucks. I, I love the question. joke. Yeah. And we're not quite to when they're on the screen right this second, uh-huh. but why the f*** are Dave and Vicky there? It's middle of the night. No, you're, be, they, you're, we're lucky they keep calling us in. I think they uh, were tasked with bringing the supplies to make it look like a situation room because gotcha. Vicky's holding a globe and Dave's holding a box. Mm-hmm. Good question. I yeah. feel you there. Uh, I really like Executive the, producer Rob Schraub, friend of the show. I can say it For the third now. time, I really like. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I love that. Alan? You know, is that his name? Alan? Is I've already forgotten. Alan. I thought it was really funny how Chang comes in. He's like, ugh, 3 a.m. I can't believe you did this. And Annie's like, how did you find out about this? I have a right to be here. Don't downplay Chang's incredible. He like he comes in with a fire, Zach. He's like, yeah. it's 3 a.m. in the freaking morning, Edison. Yeah. What do you think about British shitting her pants? You don't like it? I don't. Well, I have a couple of things. I don't hate it. And I both like and don't like how obvious they make it that she shattered pants because there's no sound there's no everyone going like Ugh, oh my god mm. i feel like you could watch this and not even completely yeah. realize that that's what she's done and i kind of like that i don't know i don't mind britta in this episode here's I think what because i'll say she's drunk in a mess britta was working okay yeah. So, uh, sure, she's going to take some shots. She's working yeah. at the bar. She doesn't give a shit. End of the day, take a few but more. But does she look drunk enough to be shitting her pants, Zach? Have you ever been shit your pants drunk? That's true. Do you think that might be because Gillian Jacobs does not drink and can't, and maybe doesn't play drunk as well? Maybe. Level of drunk that she needs to be for this to happen? Because you'd have to be, like, really drunk to shit to your shit pants. To shit your pants. And she's not, doesn't seem that drunk. I don't see, okay, let's talk about the level of shit exiting her ass in this moment okay Uh i think this is more of a thing where she's like 
I don't know, weirdly trying to pull some type of like sobriety test thing, but uh-huh. is drunk enough that she just like put does the weird thing with her arm and puts her leg up. And it's like uh I dislodged a fart which has let some poop out into mm-hmm. my underwear situation. I don't think we're talking a whole turd. I don't think we've got a diarrhea puddle in there. I think it's like I can feel wet. Well, but here's what I'm going to say. There was enough for her to warrant taking off her underwear and her pants. If you've got any level of shit that you're aware of on your underwear and pants, you... Well, okay, she's a very pretty woman. She's working the bar. Maybe she's wearing some attractive underwear. So Uh it's really easy for it to get also on the pant. Sure. Still, even if all that were true, Zach, I still don't like it. (laughs) Um, No, it's not super funny. And honestly, as much as I like Britta... The couple of things that don't work in this episode are Brita things and an Annie thing. I would have much rather her just been more involved with this central storyline. Yeah. Okay, so I like how the episode takes a few minutes to even tell us what the main issue is. Uh, I Mm -hmm. think when the episode first came out, there was at least a trailer that had the, did we give a a degree to a dog? Mm -hmm. Because I think I remember seeing that and being like, that sounds really funny. I'm excited for that one. Uh, but I like that they take a little while to get into it. That there, there's this kind of a, what's actually going on? I love that mm-hmm. the dean says meow to meow. Jeff and Jeff. Yeah, from like, the second the dean walks in after getting his like I love you validation from Jeff tonight, uh-huh. he's so excited. Yeah. So they read the news. Someone tipped Annie off that uh, City College is running an attack ad about the school at 7 a.m. Heard it's pretty bad. This is when you kind of have to – City College probably wouldn't do that. But I guess they were going to make a giant spider or something at one point. So maybe they would. How do you – do you think it's cool that we're bringing back uh, our old foe City College into the fold just a little bit? I think it's kind of cool. I like it because I like the reasoning. I like that this is saying, okay, what Frankie's doing here is working. More people are enrolling. Um, but it's funny the joke that they make about really it's just nobody's no ever graduated. graduating <laughs> so there's always more people being added to the same number yeah uh, i think it's good i like to see city call Col- i feel like having city college kind of connects this second half of community that feels a little bit disjointed from the first half of community back oh, together yeah. it makes it feel like oh i remember city college and the paintball episode and and the the space bus episode and always fighting against city college and now city college is a little pissed at greendale cuz they're kind of on an upswing yeah which is which is weird to say when like just one episode like just two episodes ago uh greendale was like completely drunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah very drunk well that helped morale a lot do you think that they're showing more drinking on the show this year because they're on Yahoo screen? We talked about that. If yeah, because it felt weird in ladders because there was so much of it. I don't know if they would have done that on on NBC. Was there any drinking or drugs last week? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. What do you think about Chang and the Deborah thing? Does that make you laugh? Uh, it's Brenda, but Brenda. I, I I think it's it's you just funny enough. I think it's funny, too. I just love this season and last season that Chang just, like, stumbles off on an adventure that nobody asked for, and everyone completely disregards it. Yeah. Everything he does and says when he was horribly injured last week or or this week when he's doing sex crimes. I got bit. There was alcohol last week. Even Abed was drinking wine. In, at the game night or whatever. Yeah. But the, it didn't feel like... Like, that I will give for the show. That didn't feel like a focus on drinking or getting drunk. Oh, the focus was on the drinking. They knew that they put those cups down. People were going to see them. 
What do you think about Abed in this episode? We didn't we don't get a ton of him, but I feel like he fits into his place in this situation really well. Yeah, I think Abed, I mean, it's a little bit of a let's just sit Abed here and let him edit a video. But what he says is funny when he's in it. Yeah, I wonder if maybe they didn't want him to go too far so it wouldn't feel like him at the head of the situation room mm-hmm. during the KFC episode. He yeah. kind of does the same thing even, but it, but it's uh, as people start calling for what they need and he calls out needing clocks with different times on them, a red phone, a big tabletop map with Nazi tanks or a Godzilla. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. He just kind of does his thing. He's really tired. You can tell. Mm-hmm. You know what? I quite liked Jeff in this episode. That I Jeff think was he's funny. funny. I think he's snarky. And we get back into the how Jeff can use his bad person skills to help the situation at hand. Uh, I do like the – even though it's so silly because it's about a dog that totally did get a degree at the school. Yeah. The The way that there's a little bit of an argument of like – what is right and wrong in handling this situation. I think this is a great Jeff episode. I do too. Let's talk about Elroy. We talked last week that the episode didn't end in a way that felt like he was always going to be around. Is what happens here that he's just been hanging around Greendale since? Do you think he's enrolling in classes? Because he guess. just like stumbled upon Britta outside. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't think they were trying to say that he lived in the Greendale parking lot last week. Why would he be there at 3 a.m.? Well, I think he is now since the end of last week. But mm-hmm. when Jeff found him last week, I don't think it was supposed to be in the Greendale parking lot. It looked like the Greendale parking well, lot. It was the Greendale parking lot, but Jeff like got an address and went searching Maybe for it's it. just a coincidence. Maybe the dean was walking out to his car and he saw this Winnebago and he said, And I'll he wrote down there. the address? Yeah. Uh, I like Elroy in this episode a lot more. He gets mm-hmm. a lot of funny moments. And even though it's kind of like, wait, why is this guy here? Uh, he's a good voice to have around. Keith David's voice is so funny. He Having someone be an active part of the group that doesn't know anything at all about the history of the group and the people within it, it makes for some really funny jokes in this episode. I think it's really funny. I think uh, Elroy really shines in this one because he... He just gets to it's I they don't force him in and now he's like a part of the study group he's trying to help. He's just there because he saw Britta walking around pantsless and was like, Well that's not gonna be good. So <laughs> Brenda her thyroid's Bre- yeah, really Brenda. acting up. Gotta give her some pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the attack ad where they find out the real issue is that they, they gave a degree to a dog? I think it's a really funny reveal because it hadn't been mentioned at this point. Yeah, I think it's really funny. If you just saw the title of this episode and saw everyone freaking out about it and didn't know it as the dog got a degree episode, man, this is one of those episodes I wish I could go back and watch knowing absolutely oh nothing gosh, about yeah. it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because the Dean subplot, the first time I ever saw it, was just upsettingly hilarious. Yeah. It was just so stomach ache laughing funny. And then I wish I would have never known the dog thing, so that could have been a surprise too. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the most Greendale things that they could think up of. Uh, oh yeah, season six episode. The dean's sad, dejected look after the <laughs> ad plays. He looks like a little turtle when when Frankie's like, "Did we give a degree to a dog?" And he just says <laughs> nothing and everything at the same time. It's great. And he's oh my god. And I also think Elroy has some funny bits in this when he's like, "Oh, so so this isn't City College. This is Greenville. <laughs> That's bad." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get more pants. 
after a little commercial, now it's really the uh, situation room. They've got all this stuff up. I really like the way that it fills in and and I don't know. This isn't really an homage episode, but it kind of at this the setting adds another layer yeah. to it. All of the the scribblings on walls or on the different types of dry erase boards and and the maps. You can even see behind this map is the very bottom of the crisis alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, model UN clock thing that they had in that episode. Yeah, I I feel like we used to call it out even more before, but the I mean, we we were kind of spoiled by just there's how so incredible. much stuff. It's impossible. Yeah, well, it's not impossible. Well, but, but for the, what the we set do, design it, crew just puts so much effort and work. What into a dream it. team! Yeah. Like because the the spreadsheet there isn't nothing. Like it actually says like students transfers like news like all this like it's actually supposed to be tracking the data that matters yeah. for right now. It's yeah. wild. Truly the unsung heroes of the show because they have to come to task of whatever show they decide to be this week, and they always do. And now 100 episodes in, they're still not dropping the ball, even when it's not like a super high-stakes uh, uh, homage episode. They yeah. do a great job. So many maps. I love this reaction. The, the real fact of the matter, Frankie says, Dean Felton, did we give a degree to a dog? And he's like, oh, I see to uh. No, <laughs> not that dog. <laughs> that dog? Really funny. Also, is Britta just not drunk anymore? Um, I think she goes back to being drunk. In the She's decided later. she wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously for Jeff, the issue isn't did Greendale give a dog a degree, is can it be proved that that happened and can they counteract it in any way? Mm-hmm. Which is smart. That's what I'd be doing in this situation, yeah, I feel like. Well, and that's another thing is uh-huh. this is not the first time that Jeff has been right in this situation. And I mean, it's a shade. It's right with an apostrophe. An apostrophe. Yeah. Huh? It's right with an asterisk is what yeah. I meant to say. It's got an apostrophe too somewhere around there. It's contracting. Um, Another thing I'll say, Frankie. What a great addition to this cast. She absolutely shines in this episode. She is the character that you need for this bottle episode to not feel emptier because of the people we've left. She It's three episodes in, and she absolutely, in every way, fits in with the rest of the actors and and just knows perfectly how to deliver the lines that she's given. I think Padgett Brewster does a phenomenal job with what she's given. Yeah, she's really good in this episode. I mean, she's really good in general, but I think this episode... As much as the first episode, but in different ways, um, really, she shines through. I really like Abed's attack ad joke, calling Jeff a pedophile, and everyone just shocked by hearing that. And he's like, <laughs> just demonstrating the the medium. I really like the uh, the board that Jeff has behind him with like the orange lettering. It's like the see through board. That's like super nice. Why does Greendale have that? <laughs> it's really funny to hear Jeff postulate about what they're going to attack Ruffles for. They're going to go after the dog. And he's like, well, maybe Ruffles thinks cat turds are delicious. And maybe she barks just a little bit more at the blackmail. That was really funny. And Elroy's reaction shot of that. (laughs) What? (laughs) Talking about uh, uh, Ruffles being a, being a unfit parent. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing I guess I, like, kind of get why Annie's upset, but not really. It's not like Jeff is even saying bad things about City College. He's just saying, are we going to take this dog's word for it that we got a degree? Yep. 
So Jeff gets Britta to leave and not be too involved uh, to go get coffee for everyone, and, and, and Elroy goes along with her. And somehow they end up alone in his trailer together. Well, it's not made to be anything weird, pants. but it is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to get coffee. Why do they go to Elroy's trailer? Well, because they're his pants. <laughs> That's what he says. I think it's an adorable moment when Jeff says something kind of evil about fixing the truth. And mm-hmm. Andy's saying, no, no, bad. And Jeff gives this adorable, like, a I a scamp smile that I love very, very much. Jeff and Annie Shippers, you know. I'm not, but that was a cute moment. Mm-hmm. Zach's a closet Janny in a lot of ways. <laughs> the Dean giving his thumbs up, and we did not give a degree to a dog, right? He like <laughs> If you say so. So funny. He doesn't know. He has no idea. And then Chang gets his little subplot here. I like like they just completely dismiss every dismiss everything he says. He says something absolutely shocking. I'm gonna go create a really bad porno at City College. We should embarrass them, right? Jeff's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he walks away and then realizes what he said. Wait, what? It's funny. And well, the and it's not enough that he's gonna go shoot a porn. Sport is also he's gonna cool. shoot a really gross one. Well, I don't think he has to go out of good. his way to make that happen. <laughs> I love this scene. Now we get back. It's so funny that the Dean and Jeff are in the same room. So the Dean's like, I'm going to be a bad little boy and text Jeff the way we've been texting <laughs> while he's right there. And, of course, Jeff is always on his phone texting, so it completely tracks. Yeah. The Dean is so thirsty. It's inspiring to watch you work. You are inspiring, too. <laughs> <laughs> in all caps. And this brings up the olive thing. I love it. These guys, they make the Dean... Bring Jeff five huge cans of olives. Uh, the Dean's apparently five done cans. This, five cans, and apparently he's done this before. And Jeff, of course, acts really shocked and surprised by this. And the kids in Japan really cleverly talk him into thinking, "Don't worry, if I say I don't like them, I'm just pretending I don't like." <laughs> it's olives. just my style to be secret. And the Dean, like, just the way Jim Rash uses his body, the extra skip in his step to go get those cans of olives. And I love that he's the Dean of the school, and he is under attack, and he needs to be on top of this situation. But he might be in a situation to be on top of, of Jeff. Exactly. So he's got to go, go get, get those olives. olives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And next, uh, what do you want to say about the Elroy and Britta scene? It's kind of cute to watch them bond over each other. Uh, It's funny, the joke, when Britta's surprised that he's heard of this band, Natalie is Freezing. And he's like, why? Because I'm black? Oh, no, it's because you're old. (laughs) That's a funny joke. But then the music sequence. What? That Britta is drunk enough Mm -hmm. to shit her pants. Yes. And to have a whole hallucination. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we're supposed to read into it as that. I don't think we're really supposed to read into it as much. I think it's just like that. But she's not too drunk to have a thought of, well, I hope that this dog did the degree because then the school would be a joke and everyone would stop being so mean to me about being a joke. That's Those are different levels drunk of drunk. No. That's not shit your pants drunk. No. That's existential crisis drunk. Two different things. I think the music video is really cool and it's a nice moment. 
and Gillian really shines in like the outfit and in the little dancing that she gets to do. It's a really like God. I am such a simp for Gillian Jacobs. Like, Me too, but why? Like I, there's no I'm point happy to it. it's there. There's no point to it really, and it's not that funny. She's the plumber. Why? But they went to so much trouble. They like wrote and performed a whole song. They even made a different version of the Winnebago set so they could pull it away in layers for Jesus the music Christ. video. And it's a cool effect. Keith David tapping his hand. It's a cool effect. It works well. But, like, what was the point? I have no idea what the reason behind this is. It's not bad behavior. I mean, look, Gillian looks great. Yeah. And it is funny when it makes the cut. I think all it is is it's like that transformative feeling when you're a little turnt that your favorite song can have uh-huh. versus how you actually look and sound singing and moving along to it. I can get behind I that. I don't think she's hallucinating the stuff that she sees. I, I can pick up those breadcrumbs. But it's just not that funny. No. You know what? These guys are going to need coffee if they're going to keep that dog from having a degree. There are serious things at stake. I get that now. <laughs> the scene between Annie and Frankie, also very good. Frankie like gets some really great dialogue all throughout the scene. Mm-hmm. Talking about hope and why there's no point in having hope and why truth is bad. And not even in the same like Jeff kind of way. Frankie comes at things from a different perspective that I think mm-hmm. is interesting. But what do you hope is true? Oh, God, no, I never hope. Hope is pouting in advance. Hope is Faith's richer, bitchier sister. Hope is the deformed, addict-bound, incest monster offspring of entitlement and fear. My life results tripled the year I gave up hope and every game on my phone that had anything to do with farming. What's true will be true, Annie. Our job is to deal with that truth. So you know it's a good scene because we're just reading her say it because it's that good. <laughs> yeah, we're just listening to it. It's a very Harmonian speech. It's mm-hmm. a very Dan Harmon because like the pointed, like making it really existential and then having like the little jab at Farmville type games. That's very Dan Harmon, I feel. Well, and imagine this in the voice of uh, Rick or Morty. The hope is the incest baby of a, you know. That's I very... can imagine it. I can imagine it. <laughs> Yeah, let me do more. Ah! And then she follows that. I feel like what people remember is that hope speech that she gives. That's a pretty, mm-hmm. if you're going to call Frankie moments iconic, that's one of them. I think the moment of her being confused about everybody so- saying that she or other people sound like somebody else, I think that's even funnier. Yeah, I think that's good. Especially the way that she just has Chang pegged and the way that everybody dismisses him and she's just so aware that <laughs> that he's crazy. I also, yeah, following that up with, oh, look, it's a file that says Ruffles. Andy, do you think that's our guy? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Padre Brewster is really funny in this episode. And I think the character of Frankie is like just the right amount more like mature that it's that she can be funny when she's like not. You know? and, well, because that Ladders episode made it so perfectly clear that, yeah, she's serious and mature, but in such a way that she could never be in a real job position of authority because she's, like, cartoony. I'm the boss around yeah. here. But these are th- this is a cartoon school that mm-hmm. needs someone to say I'm the boss around here. And really, well, the Annie problem's coming up fairly soon. My problem is not that Annie is upset about this, even though there are some reasons to think, well, the Annie two weeks ago was so on board with how weird yeah. Greendale is. Uh, I, 
I, maybe it's just she, it makes her feel that her accomplishments mean little if anybody can get a degree or anything can get a degree. I guess, but Annie, you've been there for six f***ing years. Like, but that's some Republican-ass attitude. That's yeah, some, like, they shouldn't get food stamps because I had to work hard for my money. I'm a liberal. Give the dog a degree. <laughs> yeah, Annie, if you had taken the same classes, you'd have a degree, too. Like, yeah. it's not our fault yeah. that you wasted time being a f***ing pharmaceutical pin salesman. Yep. Shit, Annie. God damn. I don't damn. mind Annie getting upset. It, the only issue, and this is why it's just like, like a, it'll come up later. This is why it's just like a small nitpick. Is that they make us? Of course, Annie's not gonna leave. It's Annie. Episode if she three was gonna leave, should have left at the end of season one, or in season two, or even. <laughs> it's season episode, three. It's episode three of season six. She's one of the four main characters we have left. I don't think she's going anywhere. Like, isn't her whole thing, oh, well, I don't want us to be like City College. Then why are you going to go to City College? Because they don't give degrees to dogs? The Ruffles go to a real college. ad is also pretty good. All yeah. of the made-up stuff to make Ruffles seem bunny. like a bad dog. Impersonated a lobster. a lobster. Ruffles, not a lobster, not a good dog. <laughs> And what do you think? Are you uh, super familiar with James Spader? Do you think the impression was spot on? Because it's pretty spot on. I think it's pretty spot on. I mean, I when I first heard it, my thought wasn't James Spader. But then when he said James Spader, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, kind of sounds like James Spader. Um, so it's the story behind that was that these days. I forget who either Rob Schraub or Chris McKenna had a friend that did a really good James Spader impression. And they said that it was so good that he had like a young Spader and an older like blacklist Spader. And that they made this joke just so his friend could do his little party trick. And the person that they're like, I wish he would leave. That's just some extra. That's not the guy who did the voice. Oh, they should let the actual guy do it. I know. Maybe he didn't look. That guy looks like he'd be. (laughs) showing up for this job and wanted to stick yeah. around for snacks or something. Do you like impersonations, Zach? Do you find that funny when comedians do impersonations? I think it's I think it's funny and good when people have the green light to try. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have to sound good. Or mm. on SNL it can be really funny. But if someone is like I am an impressionist, here's 50 voices that I can do, oh. I'd rather they were able to go get a voice voice acting job because they're obviously great at it it's not really fun for me to watch people just do straight impressions Mm -hmm. but it's fun if someone's like i don't know if comedians are joking around and someone comes up and they're like can i do a robin williams or whatever i think that can be fun Mm -hmm. all of reveal like from the audience someone comes interrupts their sets like hey can i do a robin williams impression real quick what's your robin williams oh oh oh. no mine is Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. It's my go-to. Um, well, I just think he, he's very. Oh, he's very rushed today. I've got to talk about this. I, that's not a very good one, but like when he's uh, doing his comedy, I can't do it. But it's All right, fun here. To try. I can do my my best one. Uh huh. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. But you're just saying it in your voice. It's not There's a difference between being able to repeat the way someone says something and being able to do their voice. Ooh, Mrs. Doubtfire. There it is. Now say it's not your fault like that. 
Ooh, it's not your fault. <laughs> so I the Dean brings Jeff the five Good cans. Good fire coming this spring. I love how they don't oversell how funny this moment is. The Dean is so happy to present them to him. And Jeff, Joel delivers so perfectly his whole speech of like, I'm really confused by this. This isn't the first time <laughs> you've done this. And the Dean just so dreamily looking at him. Jeff, <laughs> I love the, I'm <laughs> so confused by this. <laughs> The Dean all along thinking this is just confirming. Just some the, sexy little game yeah. they're playing. Is this code? I don't well, know. he told him if if I if I say I don't like Olive, it's just because I'm secret with love, bro. It's his style. <laughs> and the Dean's perfect. He's like, is this code for something? And the way he breathily, I don't know. And I don't care. And he <laughs> turns his the head way he all like the way. turns his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I love it. I would be fine if the whole episode was that somehow. I would. Yeah. Because honestly, even though the did we give a dog a degree idea is hilarious, this episode to me is the Dean texting Jeff episode. Yeah. Pe- like, period. That's why I That's why I tell people that they should watch this episode if they discount season six because that's just so funny. It's such mm-hmm. a funny character bit that it feels so essential to the show. That it's it really just one does. of those hilarious things that's too good to be true. <laughs> so how do we get from this is like the loophole, how we can get out of this, to Annie being like, now that's the last straw, I'm leaving. Because she's like, what? It doesn't matter that the truth is is that we didn't give a dog a degree. Isn't that the we point? We could have. That's the point. Not anymore. I don't get it. It's It really feels like... I don't know, maybe they don't know how to end this without, like, a conflict, so they felt like they needed to throw something like this in there. I don't like it very much because I think the episode so far has been pitch perfect. And yeah, then, and like, then they've solved the problem, and then she gets upset and storms off. I don't know. And so now she's like, well, that City College ad may be a lie, but at least it doesn't do a technicality. Dragging this dog's name through the mud. And then I had the thought, Annie's been going to the school for six years. She's going to transfer to another school? What credits does she still need? Would it be, is it, is she, what? Couldn't she just be like, I'm going to be done? Does dumb? she even need credits anymore? She was so. already working in the field that she w- came here to get a I job don't think in. So. so why would she need to transfer? Couldn't she just be like, I'm going to not go here anymore? And then they'd be it like, it doesn't make any okay, sense. Okay, we can still hang out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Another great Elroy speech. I did forget the candy cigarettes. Candy cigarettes being evil, that is kind of evil. Oh, yeah. Because that's putting Maybe that... cigarettes were cool. Cigarette... Oh, of course they were cool. That's putting that cigarette imagery... Now I know why, like, my mom was like, you can't have this. And I was like, but mm-hmm. they're candy. Yeah, toy guns now. and candy cigarettes were a no-no in my home. That's something... This is kind of off topic, but... Uh, on the new Boy Meets World podcast that recently started, they were talking about like an episode having water guns and it feeling mm-hmm. weird to have kids making gun jokes the way that they did in the 90s that they couldn't do anymore. And sure. they talked about in their household, they don't use the word gun around kids. They call things like blasters and like lasers and like wow sprayers. And I think that's kind of cool. Like a, I, I can like rock a, with that. Like a water gun. You know what I mean? The, well, the, it, it makes the link with weapon and toy. But how are they going to know what it is when you're giving them their gun when they turn 12? 12? You make them wait till you're 12. I say 12 for a cell phone. Well, the girls. Nine for a gun. <laughs> the boys get it as soon as they can hold one. Right. 
As soon as I can make them hold one with their feeble baby hands. Yeah, I give okay. my babies a gun. So we get this moment where after he makes the thing about he, he makes the reference to the Flavor Flav reality show and Frankie says Flavor Flav I don't think he said Flavor Flav. Sir, do not Okay, sorry. You clearly <laughs> know your flavor of love. I know my flavor. Isn't is of it love. not Flavor Flav? It's Flavor Flav. He just says it wrong. He goes, Flavor, Flav! Yeah. <laughs> uh, this moment, uh, Keith David staring after Frankie says, I don't even own a TV. Okay, so Dan Harmon on the commentary talked about, like, pulling a face and showing Keith David and being like, I want you to do this. And then he was like, it was kind of a learning experience because in some ways, someone like Keith David, he went to Juilliard. You don't tell him what to do. and You let him do what yeah. he's going to do. So they had trouble getting like a long sustained <laughs> shot of him pulling the right face. So this shot is of him being given direction. Are you serious? This is B-roll of like Bobcat Goldthwait, like giving him direction. And that's, that's just his so face. That's so funny. And it's the perfect face to pull for the moment. Because <laughs> Dan was like, everybody keeps talking about how funny this moment is and people really love it, but we barely could get the thing out of him. That's so funny. The Annie conflict is just such a non-starter in this episode. I don't think this episode needs something like that to the be as The one good as thing that I like uh-huh. about it is that nobody really gives a shit. Like they're all like Well, they're well, sad when she actually storms away, but I think they take it about as seriously of a threat as we do until she actually leaves. Mhm. I also like the runner of first like what what's Jeff trying to wrestle from Annie? The uh, documents, the dog's transcripts. Yeah, he's trying to wrestle that from Annie, and Annie pulls up being physically overpowered by a male teacher, which is really funny. And then the Britta <laughs> But also there's no one there but them, so who can... Right. But Britta get her, and Britta's asleep on the couch. Frankie get her, and Frankie jumps into action, I guess. But Frankie doesn't really. She doesn't say something to make Annie stay. She's like, well, if we can yeah. get this done and it means you leave, uh, we're good. Bye. And she does. She leaves. Yeah, and I get Frankie's point. She's like, okay, if we take the high road, but then we, like, fail as a school, who cares? Like, what's the point if we're going to lose out in this? And maybe even in the world of the show, the threat was never that Annie was going to leave and not come back. Everyone kind of took it as an empty threat, but then Annie's offended by how little Frankie cares about that. Because, you know, it's one of those situations where you're like, you know, like, Steven, when you and I get in one of our lover's quarrels, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to leave, and I'm never going to come back. I'm going right out that door, and you're never going to see this baby blue again. One of them's blue. The other one sees the past. (laughs) I thought that's what you called your asshole. <laughs> Baby blue. Baby brown. <laughs> uh, you're never going to see this again. because You say something like that not because you're actually going to leave. You no, want everyone want to be like, to oh, my God, you. no, please stay. Mm-hmm. And Annie's not going to get this, so she actually storms off in a huff. Yeah. And another great Elroy speech. The Well, first, Annie's Jesus talking about how expensive candy bars are now. <laughs> I thought it was funny. That extra um, 30 cents. They couldn't say Jesus like that before on NBC. Now they oh, can really? Sneak it in. You know there's a couple times in season six where they get an uncensored f- Really? Yeah. And I almost thought, does that mean that we should too? We should get one. Just one? Not they that we haven't had scads had of f- that have slipped through. Yeah. Scads. So Annie leaves, and it is, I do like the moment, because uh, uh, Annie leaves and everyone's bummed out 
about it, but what Elroy uh, is still stuck on is the candy bar thing. So he gives <laughs> this very long speech, just droning on about about candy and about things being expensive and or like a bucket two quarters. I don't even really know what he's trying to say. He's just like postulating to be cute, yeah. and everyone is like, "Bro." <laughs> I think I'm going to start using that, though. Oh, nice. That and the $1.70 will get you a candy bar. Everyone's going to think you're 100 years old. Good. Everyone respects someone who's 100. Shout out to the 100th episode of Community. Yeah, I extravaganza, 100th episode extravaganza. Still coming at you. The celebrities can't wait to get out here. Special guests waiting in the wings. They're in the waiting room. We've We're gonna got, podcast first. We've if got we have time. Little Wayne. We've got Wayne Little Newton. Wayne. We've got <laughs> Newton's cradles. Those balls are just hitting back and forth in the waiting room. As soon as we let them in, you're gonna hear We've that. We've got Nabisco kick, kick. fig Newtons. Hey yo. And back again, Sting. <laughs> just a big <laughs> supporter. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Well, Annie's cleaning out her locker, and they have lockers. Sometimes. I guess that's true because we've had like Abed at uh, Rachel's locker doing mm-hmm. the the locker boy, locker boys, locker, 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 locker. locker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Annie cleans out her locker, and what happens in this scene? What makes her decide to come back? Nothing. She literally Nothing just leaves. Yet. She's filling <laughs> out her application time. for City College. I thought this was a quietly cute moment between Annie and Abed. That. I don't know. They kind of solve this problem as quickly as they bring it up. They don't take it mm-hmm. too seriously. But I kind of like that it's a quiet moment where Annie's like, Abed, I don't want to talk to you. And Abed says, okay. And then sits down to show her what yeah. they've done for her. It's a silly so it's a silly issue with a silly solution. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's a very small potatoes thing to get Annie to come back. But the video of Greendale uh, uh, getting ahead of the curve in a different way is really funny. I'd like to be the uh, bearer of bad news here. Huh, what? Uh, well, the whole point of them finding out the dog didn't have a degree wasn't so they should they could po- po- do a smear ad. The smear ad was only if the dog did, in fact, get a degree from Greendale. Yes. They needed to do that. But because they found out it didn't, they were just going to call and have the ad pulled. Nothing yes. bad was going to be said about anyone. But I think that was the problem, was that well, we did do that though. Like they did almost get a degree. Yeah. So we. But shouldn't... they still did. That hasn't changed. What they still did? What? Almost gave a dog a degree. Right, but making the statement go away isn't the isn't like the truthful fix. Being open and honest about it, which they are, is. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, this is a great thing. It's definitely the worst of the three commercials they make, because it's just a static shot of the Dean. But his reaction when, when the dog barks, Jesus! Really, really, really funny. Good. And it's funny it's because they bleep out the Dean saying shit here, but they mm-hmm. definitely do get some uncensored f***s later in the series. That's great. And I even like at the end the return of the James Spader voice going, going <laughs> Greendale Community College, Community you're College. already accepted. It's a cute ending. Oh, what are you going to do? Now we get the next day. What's the timeline here? Because it's it was the early same in the morning. Day. No, it was early in the morning. Then she goes home, and it's Annie the same went day. home. You think it's and the Abed same day? Went home, but they're okay. all still there. Other than is that, that what it is? Uh, yeah. The the statement Jeff makes about getting in front of the issue Letterman style. Do you understand that? Do you know the I Letterman do not scandal? Understand that one. 
Letterman like had enough. He like slept around while on his show, and he was married. Mm-hmm. And he like slept around with some staffers, and then someone was like blackmailing him with information about it that they were going to tell the press unless he like gave them money. So Letterman went on his show and told everybody what was going on. The Reynolds pamphlet, and he it kind of and it's have a you really, read this? It's a really interesting clip to watch because at the beginning he's like talking very earnestly. And he's mm-hmm. talking about inappropriate things with, with like people that worked on the show. And because it's a late night show, people are like, woo. And people are like <laughs> laughing. And he has to be like, guys, I'm like opening my soul. <laughs> like, I'm being blackmailed right now. Can you just. And they said. Well, because they're an audience at a late night talk show. They just had like the, the warm up guy before the show be like, all right, everybody, energy, energy. <laughs> and then he comes out. When he like, comes out here, around. I want you guys to go nuts. <laughs> no matter what he says, don't change that happy emotion. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, a nice pull. Nice. I like the way that this episode makes Jeff and Annie smile and flirt at each other, but doesn't do anything rash. Jim rash. They keep it at bay. Chang comes back. He's Michael he, Bay. He's ready to show everyone what he's been up to all night and day. Uh, Charlie Day. Thing about this. Can you stop? <laughs> my favorite thing about this is when he pulls out the laptop to show the video that he made to everybody. That you can literally see like a corner of Kim Jong's face, like gyrating and stuff on yeah. the screen. <laughs> I think it makes it so much funnier that they actually shot that footage instead of just having everyone look at mm-hmm. the screen. <laughs> the way Abed just stares into it, the dean's peeking out the tiniest bit. That's I love Abed's like plainly delivered lines. We don't get enough Abed, but that's a funny thing mm-hmm. that he does. This you're the you only actor. Genius. Why did you do this? <laughs> what parent is gonna let their kid go to a school if a porn got shot there? But he shot it in front of a white wall, and you're wearing a Greendale T-shirt. <laughs> okay, then why is it called Chang Does Greendale? Oh, reshoots. Then he goes off to. <laughs> Probably get arrested. How does he just get away with this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> this man, several years ago, was had a stable job, had a beautiful yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. He, now he's lived in vents. He, he's had <laughs> on-again, off-again relationships with charred mannequin legs. Uh, he was a dictator? Yeah. Almost blew up a school full of people. A child dictator? Intag, <laughs> what do you think about it? I think it's really funny. It's really fun to see the other side of this. Uh, we've been seeing just this these like faceless Japanese boys being the other side of this texting chain this whole episode, and then now we see like the other side of it. Yeah. Excuse me. The boys you know, in the situation. A What's his 16, name? Takashi. Seventeen year Takashi? old. Yeah, he's from an affluent family in Tokyo. A very disciplined, stoic father. His dad's a salary man, overworked. He's drinking at home. He had a brother that let him down, dis- dishonored the family, and he sees that in his boy. He doesn't want that for him. And it's funny because it flips around, and instead of these kids just being cruel to the dean, them him being Jeff is kind of the same to him as what it is to the Dean. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like someone he's getting he similar stuff out of it. He gets a friend. And it's really almost cute and wholesome when yeah. he texts the Dean and is like, I'm trying to be honest with you. I'll tell you the truth. Let's end this. Uh, I need a friend right now. And the Dean just does not get it. 
No, he's like, I'm not Jeffrey. I'm not the dean. The dean? The dean? Hellos? This kid, like, just really needs a friend. (laughs) When he's like, is everything hard? Is life bad everywhere? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is just a late night call for the dean, because he's like, how can this lead to me coming over to your apartment? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not Jeffrey. I cannot tell. I could just read off all these messages. If you haven't watched this episode in a while, this sequence is so funny. So absolutely go back and watch it if you can. I think we all are sometimes. Ain't that the truth. What do you think about then the twist at the end that the dean... So what happens here? He says, I am not the dean. And now does he think that he's been getting punked this whole time too? No, I think he's just like, you know what? This world is sad, cruel, and I'm alone. So I'm going to turn to a life of crime. Even reaching out to a friend from someone who wanted a friend isn't working. So I'm turning to a life of crime. Do you think it's a little too easy to make a Yakuza joke or do you think it fits? Uh, it's a little too easy, but it's fine. The way that someone points the, the thread did of it first. The, the way that someone made the thread of the dean's stupidity leading to this that is he'll really never know that this happened, but now who knows? Thousands of people are gonna die because he said the wrong thing at the <laughs> wrong time. That's funny, but it does feel like the easy like Japanese joke to make, kind sure. of. Well, especially considering the Yakuza nowadays is really more of a political figure than an active gang. Is that true? Yeah, they're not as prominent as they were in like the 80s and 90s. Well, because that guy's in charge now and he's taking it into different directions. There we go. Look at him. Steven, that's the end of the episode. The The 100th episode of Community. I feel like on TV, especially on sitcoms, the 100th episode is like an event. It's like, don't miss yeah. a huge 100th episode. Do you think this rises to that that idea, or do you think it just kind of feels like a good episode? I think if I didn't know it was the 100th episode, I wouldn't know that it wasn't just a normal episode. Yeah. But that's only because Community goes so big so often that it makes sense that for their 100th episode, it would be a... Hey, Bottle our episode. school's going to have a, a commercial about yeah. it that says we gave a degree to a dog, because we almost did, so we have to fix that. I really like this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes of season six. One of my favorite... I mean, it has its small issues, like the Annie thing, but the it, it's so packed with jokes that are so funny that yeah. it's one of my favorite episodes, probably, of this last third of the show. Like, it's one of my favorite post-season four episodes, I think. Oh, totally. I think it's really good. I, I'm excited to see... Um, like how, because cause we're getting closer to the part that I haven't seen. I don't remember exactly what the last episode I saw I feel was. like we've gone through this, though, and literally the only episode you've never seen is the last episode. I haven't seen the wedding either. Oh, you have? I thought you said you had seen that one. No. Okay. Yeah, so that will be. Have you seen the last paintball episode? That's one of the last ones. I don't know. Hmm. With, it's the one with like, it's it's like kind of James Bond espionage and it's like the man with the golden paintballs kind of thing. I think I have seen that. Yeah, it's a good one. Maybe. Well, for this one, now that we finished it, let's talk about MVP. Let's do it. I told you I had some trouble um, deciding when I watched it earlier, but yeah. uh, not as much trouble as I thought. I'm going to give my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. First honorable mention goes to Frankie. I think it's a fantastic Frankie episode. I really like it. Second honorable mention goes to Jeff. It was actually tough for me because I thought this was a really good Jeff episode, and I really liked what he did in it. I thought that his runner made sense. Yeah. Um, if he had had a little bit more major of a rule, maybe a couple more of the punchlines came from him, then I'd be all for it. A lot did, but I I can't not give it to the Dean this week. Yeah. It's 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 too good. Do you think it's the best Dean thing, or do you think they've done it's better? It's close. 
what what makes you what comes to mind? What makes it hard for you to say it's the best? The things that like when I think Dean Hall of Fame, the costumes, um, the the the, the time that costumes. he comes in with the montage of costumes, that's pretty high up there. The kiss. From I the Rose. really like the time that the two Dalmatians show up to the same mm-hmm. dance. That's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Two dates. Um, mm-hmm. There's that's a, a lot one. of really good Dean moments the in the last the couple best. seasons. Yeah. Uh, the double cross episode where everyone's like the double agent i don't know what any of it is anymore that's pretty fantastic yeah. i mean but but this one has You're to right. be up there if it there was a, there. a dean mount rushmore this would be on it it's maybe the top for me because of how it changes the way that you've seen him interact with jeff for seasons because it makes it's so much more sense from now a place that he thinks is encouraged yeah, okay, it, it, I it goes from okay, the dean has this crush on Jeff that's never requited. It's to, probably no. Clear. Mine is the, the dean's dean been too. having a a text relationship with him for years. Yes, and that has totally been, it, uh, uh, makes it okay. The the step, the little flirting and touching. Well, I have so done. much more respect for the dean because yeah. he's holding back. You know, he's yeah. trying to keep <laughs> sure. Jeffrey's image intact. Yeah, and he's putting up with a lot. If it's been years, I would have given yeah. up. Yeah. Mine is also the Dean. If I had to do an honorable mention, it'd be Frankie. I think Frankie is a mm-hmm. really great episode and is kind of like, if she's the new anything, I feel like she's the new Jeff in a way yeah. that Jeff has been able to like take a step back and been like one of the spectators. Now Frankie is the one who's like, I am leading this group. Uh, I really like Frankie, but it's got to be the Dean just because it's one of the funniest things ever. Mm-hmm. And it's because of him. Well, that's the and episode. I, I, my favorite thing about season six so far is the contrast between Frankie and the Dean. Because yes, they're... and that's something they get a lot of mileage out moving so forward. Good. So good. That's a good point. They're very funny because they're so opposite each other. Mm-hmm. And they have to work so closely together this season. All right, well, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to be taking a week off to uh, you know keep the season six vibes going on as long as we can. And next week, we're not going to tell you what it is until the episode drops, but we're going to be talking about one of the four shows that's in contention for our next podcast once we finish Community. Steven and I know what we're talking about. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I hope you guys can uh, keep up with our... Uh, thoughts. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys can... Jeopardy! <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll sure be fortunate to uh, see you next week. I can't wait to mash up all the <laughs> options and bones our way through no i'm really excited about that but in the meantime if you want to get in on the email game while we've still got only 10 episodes of community left to get through uh the next one we talk about will be uh queer what's it called queer studies queer studies and something waxing and advanced waxing that's gonna be the next community episode we talk about so send in your trivia your mvp and your favorite funny moments from that episode to can't disappoint podcast gmail.com And if you like the show, if you want to help us keep taking it further as we have been over the past couple years, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's your way to put a couple pennies in Steven's empty little pockets and to get a little bit more content out of us. We have so much stuff over there for you to listen to. And a lot of it is listenable. Yeah, almost all of it. Uh, (laughs) uh, If you want to, damn it, damn it, damn it. Steven, where else can the people find us? Uh, well, good news for all you listeners at home. Uh, our Twitter is mostly attendance-based, so if you come mm-hmm. and follow us over at uh, You Can't as a Pod, 
you'll get all sorts of fun little tidbits and you'll be the first to know when our new episodes drop the second they're available zach tweets it so uh, come on and like it retweet it comment on it save it to your bookmarks Mm -hmm. dm it to your grandma Mm -hmm. she'll be real confused um and if that's not enough come on over and follow us on instagram over at can't disappoint podcast i don't know if i said the right thing or not yeah um we're also on youtube and facebook that's where you'll see our beautiful faces and videos there's if you haven't watched the video to go along with our season five round table go check it out it's super fun nice uh, we had a lot of fun guests and they're fun to look at so uh go check that out over on facebook and youtube under the whole name of the show you can't disappoint a podcast and really do, if you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us, because that's where the poll that determines what show we do after Community will be held over on Twitter at You Can't Dis a Pod. So, so if you want to make us do something that you don't yeah. want to hear, that's mm-hmm. where you vote. That's where we really sway it. All right, right Steven. Are we going to add a write-in box where they can make a new show that's really no. bad? <laughs> yeah, they're going to pick, like, uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment gonna, 23. That's a good show. I like it. Yeah. We're doing Reba, guys. Next week, we'll be here to talk about Reba. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And let's go just gobble up a big old can of olive. Let's set our oven on fire. Fire! 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 (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find.